Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturated, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I'm joined by, I'm just laughing because he's doing stupid shit with his hat. Craig. Always trying to make you laugh during the intro. And, uh, very robotic intro. It works very well. You know, simple things amuse simple minds. Simple things that make me laugh. Yeah. Yeah, they sure do. Craig was just, you know, grunting away in the jib. Our jib's downstairs in the garage and sometimes he trains at home. And I'm like, what is going on down there? It's just, just aggressive. Getting aggressive. Yeah. The loading as you call it, don't you? That's it. Yeah. It's the only way you make progress. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get aggressive with the loading. Yeah, got to get aggressive. Not too aggressive. Obviously, you got to get your technique right, everyone. Don't think, you know, just... Obviously, you want to add weight. Because goes without saying. Obviously. Oh, yeah, your technique's dialed. You're yeah, the master of be. technique, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. Actually. Yes, I am. Yes, yeah. I am. I'm quite modest, too. I don't know if yeah. you notice that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly modest. Yep. Mostly modest. And handsome, too, right? No, yeah, of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> How many can you tell me so often? I gave it a, I gave it a good nudge on Monday because I felt a bit shit at the end of last week, a bit tired and yeah, we just had a big week and I was like, sort of had a bit of a sore throat. So I thought, oh, I'm still going to do my third day of training, had a day off, had a bit of a chilled weekend, smashed the methylene blue, a bit more aspirin. And then I was good. I was good on Monday and I trained hard, really pushed the pendulum squat to the max and my quads, geez, they're sore. I'm on a that. I've got some new, um, uh, some products from Bathing Evolve. They've got these amazing magnesium, um, bath yeah. Yeah. salt things. I'll, I'll put the links in the show notes. Um, and yeah, I'll test them out. Let you know. Yeah. Let you know how they go. I'll put, I'll put a little, I'll, I'll, I'll put a, put a promo in the middle of the podcast cause I would have tried them by then and I can let you know exactly how they go. You're going to have a bath tonight. Yeah, I'm going to have a bath here and then I'm going to get my spirit well on ace. Yeah. Woohoo. Anyway, so today we today we want to talk about does the number on the scale matter? So, you know, should you be really tied to a specific number on the scale? You know, how should you measure your progress? So, you know, we thought we you know, because I think Stop turn so, that away from the mic, you idiot. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, you, you sound like you're talking in a toilet when you turn oh. it away. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The microphones are very, uh, they condense mic. You've got to talk right into them. Like I'm eating? The yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I can give you a blowjob. I better not say that. It's going to offend some people. Sorry no, if I offended you. A few I didn't people. give you any warning. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the scale weight. You know, should should I be tied to a number on the scale? Because I think, oh, God, like, I get it. You know, I for some reason, I always used to be tied to 62 kilos. I just don't know why that was the number. It was just the number I felt like. If I got to 62 kilos, I felt like, you know, I looked good and I was small. And, you know, back then I just didn't have much muscle either. And But it was always this this number. It's funny. My sister is the same, Rachel. I yeah. oh, actually want to get on the podcast too because funny stories, you know, she's never tracked macros, never done sort of yeah. – you know, anything around tracking and her and Craig would sometimes get into this. It wasn't really argument, but more of like a heated discussion where Rachel would try and pretend that she knows things about, you know, weight loss. And 
Craig's like, uh, I don't think you know. It's like we said. Just so everyone knows. We love Rachel. She's awesome. I fucking love Rachel. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't ask for a better sister-in-law, to be honest. She's, yeah, she's good, though. She's good. Once you sort of, um, like, cut her off at the knees. It... But, yeah, I'm just like, dude, I'm running a multi-million dollar business doing exactly this. All right? Shut the fuck up. You got what I'm doing. Yeah, she's yeah. like, yeah, you're right. I don't know anything about it. But, anyway, Jersey, yeah. who's her partner, got onto this macro tracking to lose weight, so eating at a calorie deficit. And so they did it, and she's like, wow, this shit really works. But, of course, she did too much of a calorie deficit. Yeah. So she lost the weight. She got to the end. She's like, oh, I feel like shit. You know, I'm not sleeping and blah, blah, blah. And so anyway, we slowly, I've been in for How much did she get down to? Was it like 30? She lost like six kilos maybe. Yeah. yeah. But it, well, what, how, how low were her calories? Do you remember? 1,400, I think. 1400, yeah. And she doesn't do any strength training at all. Um, she, run, but, she runs a bit. She does a bit of cardio and stuff. Like that, yeah, she gets on the treadmill. It's a little treddy runs that she calls it. Um, yeah. And so anyway... She got to the end. She's like, oh, I just really feel like shit. She's like, I'm just obsessed now with this number on the scale. I'm worried if I eat more, I'm going to gain weight. And she just felt really shit. So we sort of, you know, talked to her about, you know, like reverse dieting and trying to build the muscle. And we got her onto the liver and oysters, didn't we? And she's been gagging down the raw liver, got her onto some magnesium, you know, increased her calories. So like, oh, I feel so much better. Anyway, she's finally going to do some strength training, which is awesome. So they're like, this is the year that we're going to have our transformation and do it properly. Um, so I'm excited, uh, for that, but she, yeah, she's good once. Yeah. She's now she's on board well, now. She's uh she's evaluator for, uh, commercial uh, properties. Commercial properties. So yeah. she, she's, she, she loves numbers. And yeah. A little bit OCD like that. Oh, she's so, totally OCD. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, that, that style, like, you know, counting, uh, you, you know, your foods, your macros, your calories, uh, your protein, calories, baths, like that was something that we really kind of appealed to her because she's, she's very that way inclined that I'm this weight. I got down to this weight. Because I did it properly, I can now see what it actually feels like. You know, I've lost the weight, but I feel like shit. You know, how do I Too aggressive. How do I not feel like shit, but I've lost the weight? I'm like, no, no. There we go. Now you're asking the right question, yeah. right? Uh, it's, you know, I was just like, love, you've got to get she was go- Maybe she was going down some rabbit hole about like, she's like, oh, I'm getting these headaches. I think it's because I'm drinking too much black, black tea. tea. Um, she's like, got into this Googling and I got into this doctor and I said, dude, you're just not fucking eating enough food. I'm like, you just need to eat some more food. I'm like, so anyway, she increased her case. Like, oh yeah, the headaches are gone. I'm like, good work. But it's just, you can see how people go down these rabbit holes. Um, so no, it's, I'm excited to see how she goes, uh, you know, um, when she does some more strength training and sort of really throws herself into this process. It's cool. Um, anyway, so yeah, the number on the, on the scales, I think, yeah, so, so many women, can just be so obsessed with the number on the scale. And I think we should be looking more at body composition, which is something that I really learned from Craig, you know? So obviously I know that not that many women are like me that join our program and they're small and they gain weight. So like I was 62 kilos, I'm like 68 kilos, but I've got more muscle and less body fat. Um, but I think what I find with a lot of women and Craig, and I was expand on this, is when they actually start strength training and they build more muscle and they change their body composition. So, you know, a lot of the women we work with are um, new to lifting or even they're lifting, but they're not really lifting. Like, I feel like, Craig, I'm like, before I met you, I thought that I was lifting, but I wasn't really. Yeah. I wasn't really. I wasn't training really hard. I wasn't performing the well, you movement. Were, you, were, you, you were doing exhaustive training. And I yeah, think that, that is a big division there. You, but were you were walking out of the gym missing sweat and out of breath and you know, feeling sore and all that sort of stuff, but it doesn't actually translate to any meaningful progress. Yeah. You could do a whole bunch of random shit, AKA go to a Saturday morning boot camp, yeah, yeah. To do rope slams, get about this and run around the park and all that. I mean, you will 
be absolutely exhausted, your physique will not change. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Yeah. So and does it have the elements of progressive overload and mechanical tension? All we'll things about. Well, too. Yeah. yeah. So. But, but I think, you know, like they'll come into the program and they'll, um, you know, build muscle and lose body fat at the same time, which you can do if you're a new lifter or someone who's advanced and coming back after time off. And I just think like maybe my, maybe 10% of the clients that come to program like me, when then you probably need a more specific approach where you're either doing muscle gain or you're doing fat loss or, you know, it's not, you can't really body recom anymore. But you know, most of the women, um, as an example, are one of the ladies on our coaching calls on my coaching on Monday, she's like, oh, I'm building muscle and losing body fat. So she's in a deficit, but she's building muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she's getting stronger in the gym. And what women usually find is they'll get down to this, whatever the weight is, their new desired body composition. It might be different to what they thought it was. Like it might be slightly higher, but they look better, you know, and they've got more muscle or whatever the number is. It doesn't really matter what the number is. I guess it's yeah. more about what's the body composition. So maybe talk about Craig, like what is body composition? Like when we say body composition, what does it mean? Body composition is is looking up, looking at what's making up your total weight. So when we think about that, obviously you, there there are a number of things that make up your total body weight. Like when you stand on the scales, it's literally just telling you how heavy you are, right? But it, there's no um, separation between what that weight is made up of. So obviously you've got muscle, you've got fat, and then you've got bones and organs and blood and glycogen and gut matter and all the blah 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 blah. But muscle and fat are the only two things you can actually measure and actually manipulate. We can't increase the size of our bones and we can't change the size of our organs and stuff like that. The only things that, and certainly when we're talking from a, you know, a, a physique standpoint or an aesthetic standpoint, we want to have more muscle and we want to have less fat. All right. When, even for people who don't really understand the concept, like Rachel, for example, and I'm like, well, which one do you want more of to have more muscle or to have more fat? And she doesn't really know what more muscle is because she doesn't lift weight. She knows nothing about that. But she absolutely knows, I don't want any more fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> so so intuitively, everyone knows that. They're like, fat equals gross, ugly, you know, and then too much fat has negative effects on health and all of those things. So we all just know very intuitively that having more fat or any more fat than we've got now is definitely not a good thing. And most of us are always striving, uh, are striving to have less fat but when you go into it like say in Rachel's case where she went through that that very specific journey of just going I want to be for, she, you know she was 67 she got down to 62 which is really really good I want to be less fat she did achieve that but she also lost a lot of muscle because of the severity of the calorie deficit which and by nature trainings. yeah by nature is very stressful when you're prone to muscle loss Plus the fact that she wasn't actually sending a signal to her body to maintain any of the muscle that she had through strength training. So therefore, because muscle is calorically expensive tissue, and when you're in a stress state and cortisol is high, your body just goes, we just need more energy to function. If you're not going to give it to us, we're going to steal it from your muscle. The cortisol rises and that's what it does. It leaches, leaches you know, your muscle, breaks down amino acids and use it for energy. So this is where a lot of people fail and this is where the whole down-regulation and metabolism and all those negative effects come from is because you diet too hard, but at the same time, you lose your muscle mass. Yes, you will lose fat, but you don't... When people lose, you know, maybe five or more kilos, like, you know, the, where, where it's noticeable, you know, that the people would sort of look at you and go, oh, you know, you look different or something. 
the, the issue is it's like you look different, but you don't really look better. You just kind of look like a smaller version of what you are because you think about it like this, right? Uh, your body weight is 100% of what you are. Your body composition of the things, the two things that we can measure, which is muscle and fat, and the ratio of those. So it's like if you want to go, say, from 30% body fat down to 20% body fat, which is what everyone's trying to do, if you have no muscle, that's going to be a very hard and exhaustive process because the only way you can do that is by creating a severe calorie deficit. So bringing your calories down, increasing your activity, just creating a giant calorie deficit. But once you get down there, because you've done it in a way that just brings calories down, what do you do then? It's just like, well, I can't stay here forever. I need to start eating some food. How do I do that? It's just like, you just need to eat some more food and you'll feel better. But the fat will come on. I'm like, well, obviously. So why need different? Well, you need to look at the other thing that makes up your total body weight, which is muscle. So instead of, if you're somebody who has low muscle mass going, I'm 30% body fat and I want to be down to 20% body, body fat because then I'll look like this version. I'm like, you'll look like a strung out skinnier version. And I, and I mean that in the nicest possible way just to describe what I'm saying. You'll look like a strung out skinnier person. But instead of doing it that, look at the other equation. If you're 30% body fat, that's also the same as being 70% lean mass. So instead of thinking going 30% body fat down to 20% body fat, do it the other way. Go from 70% lean mass up to 80% lean mass. If you stay at the same total body weight, it is the exact same as going from 30% body fat down to 20% body fat. The only difference is you change that body composition by growing muscle as opposed to starving yourself. Now, when you focus on growing muscle, you also need to eat a reasonable amount of food to actually grow the muscle and recover from it and you know, create those adaptions and, and, and fuel those training performances. It's a much nicer process. But that process takes much longer. It takes much longer. Like muscle, building muscle is requires skill it requires effort it requires grit it requires learning right when you lose when you just don't bother about that and you just go i'm going to go from 30 percent body fat down to 20 percent body fat well that's easy if you go and see your doctor and they go yeah you need to lose weight go on the ketogenic diet great you don't have to track anything all you got to do is just not eat carbs ever and then by default you've just massively created a calorie deficit you lose a whole bunch of water weight, but you lose some fat if, you, if you're on it for long enough. But then you always get to the end of that and you just go, oh man, I'm really craving a lot of carbs. Yeah, no shit, right? Because it's our body's natural fuel source. Your body's like, if you just give us, we're going to feel better. People eat it and they go, oh my God, I feel so much better. And then I eat too much of it and then the weight pulls back on, right? Sure, anyone listening to this has probably been in that cycle a number of times. So it's like, instead of doing that, Yes, there is a little bit more learning in terms of learning how to train and track your progress and whatever, and obviously track the food intake and do all those sort of things. But the outcome is far better because you've now focused on growing muscle and getting strong in the gym, and you've needed to eat, eat more food to do that as opposed to starving yourself and not really achieving the physique that you ultimately want. And Craig, obviously, you know, like, because I, I just, just made me think of this, you know, I did the podcast with Vic. And there might be some women out there that just for whatever reason, they just can't actually train, you know, at this point in time. And we've had women come into our program, like one of um, Mel's clients, she's lost 46 kilos as she's done no training because yes. I don't know, various reasons why. Yes. So 
yeah, she was in hospital a few times. Yeah, and the sun was sick or something. And um, and you know, so you don't have to strength train no. to lose body fat. And she just sat at eighteen hundred calories. She yeah. walked. She yeah. was consistent with the nutrition. And over, I think it was about. Has she been in the program two years? Yes. Two years. Yeah. yeah. Over two years, she's lost that. Um, yeah. th- so it's not, it's not impossible, obviously. So oh. I think the main driver, obviously, of, and she was really consistent with what she ate, similar things day to day. Consistent. And yeah. also she, she, she was very overweight. Like she was yeah. like over, a, I think she was about 100 to 115 kilos yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And not particularly tall. Like she was yeah. very much yeah. obese. So obviously when you've got a lot of fat to lose, it's going to be easier. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that example that I used before yeah. was kind of the example in someone like, Rachel's case, who's like 67 kilos, yeah. maybe like the 70, mid 70s, yeah. maybe even 80 kilos. It's just like, you've got a bit of fat to lose, but yeah. not, not, not like 30 or 50 yeah. kilos worth, you know, it might be like 10 kilos is going to be mm. 10 to 15. Yeah. I feel like too, like those women, and I was one of those women are the hardest ones because in your mind, I think too, like for me, I was always like, I've got to be this weight, you know, I was so used to have got to be this weight to be happy. And the process of body recomposition takes time. So like a great example of this is a client I was chatting to, like I told, said before on, on the call on Monday, and we were just chatting and she's like, I've nearly, I think I'm four weeks out of my 16 weeks. I've lost, I don't know how many kilos. Um, you know, I've been training three to four days a week. I've been gradually getting stronger. It's great. You know, I'm eating this small deficit, but I'm building muscle. Slowly my measurements are changing. And then she said, you know, I'm going to chat to Mel about um, in the second block doing a more aggressive calorie deficit. And I said, look, do you want my honest opinion? <laughs> She's like, probably not. I said, look, you know, what's the harm in spending some more time where you're at, just in that small calorie deficit and continuing to train hard and build muscle? Because what you'll probably find is that in that process, you'll probably still lose centimeters and Mel will probably be able to increase your calories slightly, but your, your body composition will still be training. You'll, you'll build that metabolic base, you'll build more muscle and you'll be eating more food rather than if you go, okay, now, you know, I'm in this small calorie deficit. If we make it higher, your training performance will go down. You're not going to probably build any more muscle. You know, it's, it's like, I know you want to get there quicker, but if you just spent, you know, if you just spend another 16 weeks, six months doing what you're doing, you will be so much better off down the track. Hey, like it's just, you've yeah, just I mean, if you really put the time in and, and, yeah. and, t- and, you, and go, okay, I've got six months to kind of really improve my strength capability across all of these lifts. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I just wanted to jump in quickly and talk a little bit more about our seven-day Eat More, Train Less, Get Results Challenge. So if you're new to the podcast um, and following me or say you've been following me for a while and you've been sitting on the fence, the challenge is a great way to get started. Craig and I developed the challenge after working with women for over eight years, and it was purposely built for women who want to achieve sustainable results without drastically cutting calories, sugar and carbs, or working out six days a week. So we want to show you how you can lose weight, tone up, but also feel good. So that means good sleep, no bloating, constipation, stable energy and moods, regular and relatively symptom-free periods, and no perimenopausal or menopausal symptoms. Unlike other programs that you'll find online, it's a holistic approach. So it provides you everything you need for long-term sustainable weight loss and body composition change while feeling good. So the seven-day challenge uh, provides a full meal plan, a workout plan for home and the gym with training exercise videos to guide your workouts. We've got metabolically supportive recipes, a recipe book, advanced supplement guides, 
direct support via our private community um, and Facebook page, and most importantly, education for long, long-term long success. So I actually got this great message in our private Facebook group yesterday from a woman who's listened to the podcast for two years, but only recently joined the challenge. So she said, I've been listening to the podcast for a couple of years, but just joined the challenge four days ago. I want to express my gratitude for all the amazing information Kitty and Craig offer in this challenge. I was hesitant to sign up because I only have dumbbells at home and I'm not ready to join the gym, but I'm super impressed so far and really excited to make positive changes in my life. So the challenge is a one-off payment of 27 Australian dollars and you get lifetime access and we have clients all over the world in the program. So I'm going to pop a link in the show notes with more information and let's get back to the podcast. It really adds some weight to the bar. If you can be diligent with that and just go, look, I just need to suck it up and realize this is the objective now. Mm. My deadlift is this much. It needs to be this. You know, my, my hack squat is this much. It needs to be this. My mm. one arm dumbbell row is this. It needs to be this. You know, I have these objective milestones in place. And, you know, and often what we do with clients is like, you know, it depends on the person, but I've, I've done this with a few times where I'm like, look, because yeah, they're so adamant. They're just like, I, I need to get this weight off. I really hate how I look. And I'm like, I understand that. But also knowing your history, you've done a lot of this stuff in the past and you've always ended, ended up fucking it up somehow because you it, you just weren't ready to do it or you've done it in, in an unsustainable manner. Now, obviously I can do it in a way that is more strategic, but if from my professional opinion, when I'm assessing your body composition, right? And I'm looking at your weight, your measurements, body fat, lean body mass, you know, what your photos are looking at, what your strength capability is like, what what your um, consistency is around nutrition, how many steps you're getting per day, what your sleep habits are like. You know, I'm looking at a whole array of things to ultimately come to this decision. But it's it's one of those things where I just sort of say, look, I know that you want to do this right now, but my advice would be spend the time building up your training base, Right. You're currently at these numbers. I want you to get to these numbers, right? Ultimately, and you know, I'll just say, these are the numbers that I really want you to get to, but I'm happy to compromise and say, when you get to here, then we can switch it around and, and start focusing on more of a fat loss phase. Because I know at that stage, you'll have built a lot more lean body mass become, to become capable of lifting those kind of weights. Your uh, calorie base will be much higher than it is now. And also, this is not for everyone, but I would say probably seven out of 10 clients is that no one builds good behaviors and habits when they're dieting, right? When food is, you know, uh, consistent and you're eating enough to feel good and sleep good and feeling your training and doing all that sort of stuff, it will be much easier for you to stick to a meal plan or, you know, the, the meal plan that you create. If you go down the road of trying to diet while you haven't got a lot of those things established, you will fuck it up. Oh yeah, it's hard. Right? It's terrible. It's hard, and, you know. And and then here's the thing: not a lot of people want to take responsibility for that these days. I'm doing everything, and I'm not losing weight. I'm like, you're not doing anything. You're drinking on the weekend, you're doing this, you're doing that, blah blah blah. Like, there's always a number of reasons why. Because at the end of the day, anyone says if you create the appropriate calorie deficit, yeah. it will go down. Your centimeters will go down. Absolutely, you know. But. If they're not, then it's always a bit of a skeptical eyebrow raise. Like, okay, let's go. Let's go a bit deeper. Let's show, show me how you're prepping food. You know, there's always lots of questions about that. But the reality is that's how it works. Created calorie deficit, everything will work. 
because if you can't stick to it when you're not in a deficit, it's yeah. you how it, on earth because it's, it's no so much harder. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So it's just like you know you have to kind of go, and that's why I like doing recon phases with most people when they first start because I'm using that first 16 weeks to kind of like like most people just go, oh you know I'm pretty good with my food you know and I, I train hard and whatever and I'm like okay cool in the back of my head I'm just going. That remains to be seen until I actually see it. I'm, your word is a pinch of shit to me. Because it's a bit, bit serious. Though, like if, if you were, it, you would be in the shape you wanted to be. Like, well, that's right. obviously it, that's yeah. right. You know, people go, oh, I, I squat. Yeah. I look, look at their form. Sometimes they send it through with their training numbers, and they're like, oh, I squat this much and I deadlift this much, and then I look at their photos, and I'm like, that no, that that absolutely doesn't. There's something going wrong there. So that's why I'm so adamant about sending through your training for your videos so we can actually see how you're doing it. And then when you see it, you just go. Okay, you can't squat. If you continue to squat like that, you're probably going to hurt yourself. So we're we're going to probably change that up. We need to get your deadlift up on you. We need to do this. We need to do that. You know, this whole there's a whole bunch of like, you know, refining process that needs to happen before you even get to the stage where you're lifting weights that are actually going to start seeing measurable changes. And that process can be a little bit more or less for some people, but the reality is everyone needs to go through it. I mean, we we the, the people that we're talking to now. You know, no, no one's an elite level athlete. Like we're not talking to the Rich Fronings, you know, the, the world champion CrossFit or pro champion bodybuilders. Like that's that's, you know, not 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 the client base that we talk to. So it's just like, you for the most people that we get in, they might have been doing some. Sometimes we get some people with some good experience, which is really really cool. The vast majority of people have kind of been doing stuff, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And I think sometimes people don't realize it's like, look. We have to change this. We need to do this. We need to reset your numbers. We need to create some standardization. Then on the nutrition front, I need you to start focusing on prepping your food, tracking your food, eating that food and keeping it quite simple. We need to start establishing a regular bedtime routine. I need you to start increasing your set. There's, da, 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 there's all these things that is at a fundamental level is literally changing how the person is living day to day. And for some people, that's really hard. Right. It's really hard. There's just, for some people, there's just so many things that they're going to have to do that it just seems so overwhelming. And I think sometimes there is this perception that it should be, it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this. I'm like, well, it's, I do all these things. It's not hard for me. It's very effortless. Same with you, kidding, but the same with other people. I'm like, it's just a new learning. It's just hard and habit breaking. Yeah. But like anything, if you just continue to do it, like if you're stuck now, like, yeah. it's no different to when I, when I was started doing Kung Fu. It's just like I sucked when I first started. That's why I get given a white belt. And then three years down the track, I get a black belt because I'm much better. Now, I'm not saying this is going to take you three years, but the reality is everyone's got to start somewhere and everyone starts off sucking at it. Everyone. Yeah, so you totally. Have to embrace you, that and just kind of go, yeah. look, I'm not going to be great at this now, but I, over time, I'm just going to continue to get better. Right? It's 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 such a weird... Perception people come in, they just feel like it should be easier than what it is. And I'm like, what what would give you that opinion? Where in the world, with anything else in the world, are you learning a new skill? Is it so easy? Up like this. It up? Yeah. yeah, totally. And I think too, you know, it's 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 delaying that instant gratification of like, fuck, I need to see the scale weight go down and looking having a longer term approach because you have to ask yourself, like, you know. Like think about what the definition of insanity is. It's doing the same thing over and over again and, and expecting an outcome. So you can either spend the next, you know, six months just trying to lose weight, getting to this goal weight, not building muscle and going, fuck, what do I do now? You know, like, 
obviously then you'll at some point you'll want to start strength training and working on building that muscle but you've still got to do all the same things and be consistent with your food like you know people reverse diet it's even more critical that you're consistent then because if you just blow it out you'll just gain a fuck ton of weight um you know and i think it's just sitting there and reminding yourself okay like i said women just 12 to 18 months like but you know like what's that for the rest of your life like if you're 40 or 50 let's hope you can live to 100 like what's a year and a half or 50 years of having a fucking body that you love having energy being strong you know, and like, you know, maintaining it's you, like we've always talked about, you know, people often message me, women message me, oh, Kitty, like I'm going to have to get as strong as you and lift as heavy as you and train as hard as you. I'm like, no, you have to get stronger than you are now. But I just, and you know, once you reach a point where you're happy with your body composition, maintenance is easy. You can, yes. you have to, I think Craig said what, you can do a third of the amount of work yep. and you just need to maintain the lift. So if you, let's pretend you get up to a hundred kilo deadlift, as long as you can maintain that, you will maintain your results. Obviously, you need to still, you know, like not eat like an asshole. Obviously, yeah. drink 10 bottles of wine a day. Well, I think, but, you yeah. have to think by that stage. You got, religion, you got the nutrition habits down fat. Yeah, but it's less. You know, I just really love training and I love the challenge. And I, like I was saying to Craig today, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a bit addicted to training hard, you know. Like I just can't help it. I said, I, I felt so good on Monday after having, you know, three days off. I went in there and just really hammered it on the... Or the, uh, I pro- pushed it probably a bit too hard and just, I mean, look, no one's dying. It's just my quads are really sore. Um, you know, cause I did paused reps and, you know, probably shouldn't have done that. But anyway, look, no one died. But like I'm saying, like, I just really enjoy training hard and I enjoy that challenge, but you don't have to do that. You just need to get to a certain point and then, then you just need to maintain it. So, you know, I think you just have to, you ha- you really have to just delay that instant gratification for that yeah. more longer term gain and know that sometimes like your progress won't be linear and shit will cut, you know, like you might have surgery or like I had that six week off because of surgery and that put my lifts back, but it's all right. You know, you just build back up and you. Literally today I, uh, I was, I did, um, stiff leg deadly. So I had some, some time off, uh, got a little bit, so I got some food poisoning back in January and one of the, you know, there was a few things that sort of happened and I've just sort of been taking a little bit easier with my training and just kind of starting to get back in the groove because the end of last year, like I was at, at my peak in terms of uh, the most amount of muscle that I'd ever had and, you know, all time sort of strength across all of the lifts and whatever, really, really happy. I mean, training really hard, but obviously there was lots of things, business happening towards the end of the year, whatever. And by the end of it, I was pretty knackered and then we had some time off and I kind of really hit the wall and that sort of just led. So I've just purposely taken this last probably four weeks of just, just in, you know, not really trying to, kill myself i'm like i'm just that that desire is coming back now and i'm really to start pushing it again um and kind of last week was kind of the first week this week was sort of the second week and i got back and i, I touched um 180 kilos on my stiff leg deadlifts and i got four reps right <laughs> i got four reps and they were they were ugly and they were hard and it was just like i just was watching them like oh my god and i i went back to my other folder on my phone to the the stiff legs that I was doing, I was doing one ninety five for nine uh, back in December, and they just look awesome. Like I look at the, the you know the technique and how I was engaging and all that stuff. They they just look awesome, and it's just like, well, I stopped doing that lift for a little while, so I've just got to you know rebuild the skill back up. The strength will just come back. You know, I've obviously had some time off and whatever. You know, I've looked at that and I'm like, well, I'm happy to be touching four plates on the on the on the stiff leg deadlift. Yeah, they look suck, but hey, they can only get better. You know, and I just go, it's going to take me probably another 
five or six weeks to kind of get back up, like maybe even longer. But the, the the thing is, it's just like, I don't look at this and kind of go, oh, my left's back, whatever. You know, I need to be back here and whatever. And I'm like, I know that probably by mid-year, I'll, you know, if everything going well, that I'll surpass all of those lists, right? And it's just, I'm not looking at it on a week to week or a session by session basis. I'm looking at it always as, I'll, I'll beat those numbers in three or four months time. That's fine. My physique's not really going backwards. I'm carrying a little bit more body fat now than I am because obviously my strength's down and I haven't adjusted my food because I like eating food. But but that's just, you know, that's a decision I made. But I just go, okay, well, I've got my video from this week compared to how I was. I know some of the adjustments with the technique that I need to make. Like even for me, I still record all of my big lists every single week, every session because I, I, I take pride in looking at how I'm doing and going, okay, where do I need to improve? How do I need to make this better? I know exactly what I need to do. So next week I'll go ahead and hit it and I'll beat that. I'll probably hit 180 for maybe seven reps, seven or eight reps, but they'll be nice. They'll be clean reps, you know, and it's just like you build it back up. So it's never it's never anything that I'm looking at, as I said, from a session to session, week to week thing. I'm looking at it over longer periods of time. And I just know that, you know, by the end of this year, you know, when I turn 40, you know, the goal is to have the the best physique that I've ever had in terms of the most amount of muscle and, you know, being in shape and whatever. So I'm just like, birthdays in November, we've pretty much a whole fucking year to do this. Like, I'm just not sweating the small stuff or the, the weeks or the few off sessions that I have, or if I get a bit sick or whatever, it's all just part of the journey. It fucking happens to everyone. No one is immune in it, immune to it. So you just have to take everything in stride and just go, yeah, setbacks happen. It is what it is, but I'm in this with the journey and it's that journey and those micro wins happening over time. The more micro wins you have, then losses is ultimately what accumulates and allows you to continue to make progress. So it's the same with the training, same with nutrition, continue to learn better ways to prep your food and adhere to your food and different foods that you like and how you track and how you plan. Like everyone does it differently, but just the more and more you do it, the better you get at it. And there's no real secret to that, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, like you just got to shut the fuck up and get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it doesn't need to be, it doesn't, it shouldn't be something that stresses you out if you're taking the longer term approach is, yeah, I may suck at this now, but I'm getting better. And every day and every week and every week, every month, I'm getting better and better about it. You just stick to it. You know, it's like anything, practice, practice, practice makes perfect. And you just got to think, like I always ask for I'm like, look. So I said, look, I'm a straight shooter. You'll know me fully for old. If you're the same as you are in 12 months time, mm-hmm. are you going to be happy? And they're like, of course not, Kitty. So, well, if you keep doing the same thing, you're just going to end up in the same spot. So you've got to, you've just got to chip away and delay that instant gratification for that longer term sustainable result. And it's honestly totally worth it. You know, once you come out the other side and you're there, it's, it's, it's easy to sustain it's much easier to sustain and you'll be eating more food which is always good yeah it's great like, who doesn't want to eat more food i think that's one of the reasons why i train so hard because i'm just like oh, i just want to be able to eat heaps of food because i just really a pretty good love, incentive i just really love food i love eating i'm a little i'm a little grubby food i don't know i don't know just crap on all the time about a, food bit of a thing yeah. yeah yeah but it's Although good we, i think it's when you're in that situation you know if you are a foodie it's just like well, focus your physical activity on getting some good quality steps every day and train your fucking ass off. You know, yeah, learn maybe ask weight. Yeah, yeah, learn to love the lifting because it, yeah. it I mean, so good. It, it, it's also from a female perspective, 
Like I've seen women who just never even thought about being in a gym and lifting weights become a completely different person because they become capable of standing up with a hundred kilos on the deadlift, you know, or leg pressing three plates aside, like lift doing things that they just never even thought capable. It changes them fundamentally. Right. And it comes across, you know, how you are as a parent, you know, how you are in your workplace, how you, you know, you interact with other people. There's a certain level of confidence that comes with just being more capable and, you know, strength is just never a weakness. So you know, there's, there's never any downsides to it. You know, the stronger you get, the more food you get to eat, you know, you t- like it's just, oh, it's just, it's just fun too, you know, why wouldn't you want to do that? It just, come on. Yeah. Is that is not a fucking sales technique for yeah. test, you, you get know, addicted, getting you get strong. Addicted. I don't know what to do it. It's yeah. exciting. I get really, don't know. I was constantly crapping under, okay, I'm going to go in this week. Okay. Going to get these numbers. I'm going to get this week. Thinking about it all week. It's like, oh, Jesus, shut up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or I'm crapping on about orange juice or ice cream or how I love this. I made this awesome chicken sweet corn soup, which I'd nailed. And every day I'm like, it was very nice. this is the best soup ever, Craig. I'm like, how good is this soup? Yes, <laughs> kitty. Yes. Yes, it is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, it's amazing. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> it's so amazing. Man. Oh my God. <laughs> I've just never, I've got like, this is so amazing. Oh. Talents. <laughs> Deadlifting and eating, I'm like, oh, that's totally me. Yeah. <laughs> You're pretty good at tying shoelaces too, actually. Oh, thanks very much. Anyway. Um all right, ladies. So yeah, if you're if you're new here and you've listened to the podcast for a while, or you've listened to the podcast and have done anything, uh, you know, jump in and grab our seven day more train list, get results challenge. So in that program, it's all the food, nutrition, lots of education, but there's also two full training programs. So one that's got a, you can do at a gym, but there's also one that you can start at home with some dumbbells and minimal equipment. And I think, look, like, obviously we was talking about, it's better if you can go to a gym and you've got more weights, but I think the key is just to start. So like, if you've done nothing, a great start would just be starting the home workout. Do that for a few months and you go, okay, cool. I'm getting stronger now. I'm ready to progress. Now, you know, can I buy some more equipment? Can I go to the gym? But I think the key is just to start and get consistent with your training habits and practices, and then you can just progress from there, you know, because I think the hardest part is just starting and showing up. I agree. Yeah. Yep. And as always, don't forget to take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-A-L-D. Each month, I pick a winner. From someone who's shared and you'll get a tub of Satray premium collagen valued at 79 Australian dollars. So I'll just pop this, all the links in the show notes, uh, and we will be back in a week. <laughs>